0: You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today.
1: And, and so, during uh, this Passover, as they're getting ready for it, they start going through and preparing their home, literally going through and starting to get what they call chametz. And the word chametz in Hebrew is the word for leaven. And the eleven is any products that, can, that contains yeast within it. And so you got to get all the yeast out of your house. And so they'll go through and start cleaning out the house, getting things ready for, for Passover to come. And so as they're getting all this comets, out, matter of fact, in the super, in the grocery store, uh, you'll go through during Passover and they literally will put uh, white uh, sheets or, or, or something to block certain aisles if they have any products with commets within it. That way you cannot accidentally buy uh, leaven products. And so all that leaven is being put aside. It's getting cleaned out of the house, getting that leaven out. So just before Passover, the night before Passover, they will go through and the father will leave some, uh, about three or four pieces of chametz in the house uh, in certain places. And he'll take his young son or whoever's uh, the oldest that's able to participate in the Passover and they will go through. He'll take a, a candle and they'll take a wooden spoon and, and a white feather and the little son will walk around with that candle and he'll go to some of that Kemet's, and he'll say, look, Abba, he said, uh, here's some Kemet's. He'll shine that light on that Kemet's, and that father will take that wooden spoon and that white feather, he'll take that white feather, and he'll take it and sweep that Kemet's onto that wooden spoon. He'll go around, and the son will find some more Kemet's. He'll say, look, Abba, here's some more Kemet's. And the Father will take that white feather and take that comets and, and put it on that wooden spoon. They'll put it in a white cloth and they'll take it out. They'll pronounce a blessing on it. The next day they'll go out and they'll uh, burn the comets outside their house. You get down to Marona. I've seen huge bonfires, huge bonfires as people are bringing out all that commets. I thought, man, when I saw some of them fires, I said, man, they must have had a lot of sin in their house. Amen. I mean, they had a lot of comets they had to get out of the house. But they're getting all this comets out. Why? Because in the book of Zephaniah, in chapter 1 and verse 12, God said this, and it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles, and I will punish the men that are settled on their leaves, that say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. And so they'll take that candle. They said one day God's going to search Jerusalem with candles, and if he's going to search Jerusalem with candles, then we need to search our homes and our hearts for leaven. And so they have the search for the Kemet. One rabbi said it this way, as long as there is Kemet in our home, then there's leaven in our hearts. I'm telling you, he said, you got to get all the comets out of your house. you got to get all that leaven out of your house. Uh, I thought about the search for the comets, but then the symbolism of comets, Because this leaven, this symbol, it's a symbol of sin throughout the Word of God. You'll find in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 5 and verse number 8, he says this, Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Here God likens this leaven uh, to that of malice and wickedness. I'm telling you, he's dealing with the thoughts and the intents of one's heart. I'm telling you, listen, God said, if you're going to celebrate a feast with me, if you're going to walk with me, you better search your heart. You better stop and examine uh, to see if there's any malice and wickedness in your life. But then he deals with the leaven of hypocrisy over in Luke chapter number 12. Matter of fact, in Luke chapter number 12, uh, Jesus is warning them about the leaven of the Pharisees uh, and, uh, what he ta- and he talks about the leaven uh, there in uh, Luke chapter 12 in verse number one. Let me read the verse to you. In chapter 12, he, uh, in, uh, verse number one, he said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And so he warned about the hypocrisy of these Pharisees. matter of fact, in chapter number 11, he goes through an extensive detail of all the hypocrisy acts that these Pharisees are doing. He said there in verse 44, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are as graves which appear not, and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. He talks about in verse 47, Woe unto you, for ye build the sepulchers of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly you bear witness that you allow the deeds of your father, for they indeed killed them, and you build their sepulchers. I'm telling you, they would go through and build these tombs up and dedicate them to certain, uh, certain prophets, and, and they would exalt them. But I'm telling you, it was this very crowd's uh, forefathers that put them to death. I'm telling you, listen, they may put on a religious show, they may look right, they may act right, but I'm telling you, there's wickedness in their hearts. I'm telling you, I've walked into some of those tombs. Uh, A matter of fact, we got a guy. He said, "Yeah, we got somebody from the Bible living on our property, buried on our property." I said, uh, "I said, who is that?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know, somebody from the Bible, and uh, from the Tanakh." And so I get over there. Got a huge olive orchard there in Gush and and his his family owns it. And I walk over there, and it says, "Nevaim Yoel," the prophet Joel. I mean, you got the prophet Joel buried on your property. I thought, oh, that's pretty amazing. Now, that's not saying it's the prophet Joel, because what the rabbis would do is they would find a tomb that dates back to that era, and they would say, oh, Joel was up in this area. It must be the prophet Joel's tomb. And so they would designate it. And you walk in there, and it's whited inside it just as he describes. And I am telling you, they'll go inside. There's prayer books, and there. there's bookshelves in there. They'll go in, and they'll take prayer books, and they start praying to these dead prophets. They pray to these dead rabbis asking them to bless their homes and to bless their children. Uh, You say they don't do that. Oh friend, I'm telling you they'll do it. And I'm telling you they'll do it by the hundreds. They'll gather at some of these tombs and you'll hear them wailing and wailing. Matter of fact, Rabbi Yochanan or Bar Yochai that was down the road, uh, there's 20,000 Jews that come there in this little town of 450 and they'll come to this guy's tomb and pray at his tomb. I'm telling you, you ain't never seen nothing like it, you look out and you see a wave of black. That's all it is, is black hats everywhere. They close the roads down. You can't get out of there. It's an absolute nightmare. They'll put up tents on the side of the road where these Jews are camping, uh, all so they can spend the time praying for this dead rabbi. I was in the Ukraine at at, uh, one rabbi's tomb. We got over there. We took some of the Hope of Israel Russian Bibles. We printed them. Brother Freed wanted us to see how easy it was to get it into the country. I'm telling you, we got over there and started getting those Bibles. I have got into this Hasidic community, and I walked into one of these tombs, and, and uh, Rabbi Nachman uh, is, it was buried there. You, you ever go to Israel, and you see all this graffiti, and you'll see the name, Na-Na-Nach-Na-Naman. And it's a play on Rabbi Nachman's uh, words. This guy was an absolute uh, insane. I mean, he was insanity. This guy was so crazy. He burned all his works because he said there was nobody spiritual enough to read his writings and understand it. And I'm telling you, they worship him. But at his grave, I read it is in Hebrew, it's in English, and it's in Russian. Said this: If you're a Jew and you die and you go to hell, if you will grow those long pious locks, that he will grab you by those pious locks and pull you out of the flames of hell. Now I read that with my own eyes. God said, if you're going to keep this feast. He said, you got to get rid of that hypocrisy. You got to get all that hypocrisy out. Why? Because it's leaven. God said, I can't fellowship with you if you got hypocrisy in your life. If you got leaven in your heart, you got to get that leaven out of your heart. He talks about the leaven of malice and wickedness. He talks about the leaven of hypocrisy. He talked about the leaven of false doctrine in the book of Galatians in chapter five. I'm telling you, he warned us about studying the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. But I'm telling you, there's leaven of doctrine that will creep in, and I'm telling you, it will defile a church. It will destroy a church. I'm telling you, that's why we got to stick to the truth of the Word of God. That's why we got to stand up and preach the Word of God. That's why when false doctrine starts creeping in, you better deal with it. Brother Wheeler was talking about that Stephen Anderson the other day. I'm telling you, that guy's caused more damage among uh, among Baptist churches than I believe anybody else had a pastor call me and uh, told me, he said, man, I got people in my church watching his videos, and he said, I don't know how to deal with it. I had to write a paper for him just to refute all these crazy nonsense that this guy's doing. I'm telling you, listen, if we'll just learn to read our Bibles, study our Bibles, and see what the Word of God has to say and deal with it when it comes up, 11 of false doctrine.
0: We would like to take this opportunity to invite you to the Hope of Israel National Conference, May 21st to the 24th. This year's conference will be held at the Zion Hill Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. This is truly one of a kind meeting as Bible-believing Baptists gather from around the country to stand with Israel. Mark your calendars now for this all-important conference on Israel, prophecy, and the end times. Once again, those dates are May the 21st to the 24th. For more information, you can go to the conference website, rapture.today. That is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today.
1: There's the leaven of Herod, Mark chapter number 8. Mark chapter number 8, it speaks about the leaven of Herod. You see from verse number 1 all the way to verse number 9 of Mark chapter 8, Jesus just healed or just fed the 4,000. And all of a sudden, uh, the Pharisees rise up and they say, if thou be the Christ, show us a sign. Well, I think he just did. He just did. Jesus said, ain't no sign going to be given to you but the sign of the prophet Jonah. He said, what is that? He said, you want a sign? I'll give you a sign. He said, you just wait. Three days and three nights I'll be in the heart of the earth. You want a sign? It's going to be my death, burial, and resurrection. He said, you can look at the sun. You can look at everything else. But I'm telling you, if you want a sign, it's going to be my resurrection. So bad the uh, the disciples missed it. They forgot he said it, but I'm telling you, them Pharisees remembered it, because when Jesus was in the tomb, they said, oh, he said that on that third day he was going to rise again. I tell you, it's bad. Those that were closest to him uh, missed it, and those that were so against him saw exactly what he was saying. I'm telling you, there's the leaven of Herod. What is that? I'm telling you, listen, that's a life-looking, uh, listen, not living by faith and trusting in God. There's the leaven of Herod. There's the leaven of the Pharisees, as it's mentioned already. It's mentioned again in Matthew 16, in verse number 6, which is that of unbelief. But unleavened bread speaks about a holy walk, because as a child of God, we come to Passover. We get redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And what's that next step? we got to get the leaven out. We walk with God. It speaks about a holy walk with God. It speaks about a walk, that is, a life that is separated unto God. And that's why God called it Mikre Kadosh Kadosh is the word for holy. Uh, listen, the word holy literally means uh, to be set apart for a purpose. God has called you out. He called them out of Egypt. He brought them into the land that they might be a people, that they might be a nation. I'm telling you, if you're here today and you've been saved by the of God. God called you out. God brought you out and He set you apart and God wants to use you for a purpose.
0: You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed and we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. 30127 once again that's PO box 1700 Powder Springs Georgia 30127